Welcome to the Leading on Purpose podcast, where we will focus on passion, purpose, and leadership. So let's get started. Dear God, thank you for everyone that is listening to this podcast and for our guest speaker. I ask that you give everyone favor and help them live their best life. You will never influence the world by being just like it. So be yourself, be authentic because the world needs you. So now let's hear from our guest speaker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Leading on Purpose. Today, we are going to focus on finding your purpose, and I have an amazing guest to talk to today, and her name is Tangi. So we're going to jump right into it, and Tangi, I have my first question for you today is, what is the funniest new thing that you have done during the pandemic? So whenever you're listening to this, If it's two years from now, we are in a national (laughs) pandemic due to COVID-19 right now. So what is the funniest thing that you have done? Well, you know, thank you first for having me here. And, you know, as I thought about that question, I think the funniest and the funnest thing that I've done during the um, pandemic is that my husband and I celebrated our anniversary in our basement. And our basement had a bathroom. So for 48 hours, we pretended that we were somewhere else. We didn't come up out of the basement. Our basement does lead out into the backyard. So we've now coined that as, you know, um, club boon or retreat boon or (laughs) anything we want to call it. So we're planning on having another uh, weekend in the basement where we just lock the door. Kids stay upstairs and we order Grubhub if we get hungry. Oh, that is so cool. That is such a great idea. (laughs) You have built a a mini hotel in the basement, right? Mini hotel in the basement. Yeah. Thank God it was a shower and bathroom down there. Yeah. Oh, that is, that is pretty cool. I mean, we have to be pretty innovative right now to have some fun. So that's pretty cool, Tangi. Thank you. So, so Tangi, I want you to walk the listeners through your career journey. So tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your career journey. Okay. So it's interesting when I get that question, because I think of myself as having a portfolio background. It's almost like a tapestry of a lot of diverse threads that sit on a loom of like curiosity, as well as, you know, a why not response. Um, I love learning. So I actually got my master's degree in instructional design after realizing that my love of learning, while it initially had taken me into the medical field, wasn't where I really wanted to be. So I came out of my uh, master's program and in instructional design, what it does is it gives you what I consider a skeleton or a framework to go into different organizations. So you can go in and you can design training for sales organizations, for physicians and pharmacies, for um, employees in the financial service market. And that's what it gave me. It gave me an opportunity to work in healthcare, um, particularly with mental health and with psychiatrists and helping them to better define and design um, learning outcomes so that they could get paid by managed care when, you know, if managed care didn't like how you documented something, um, they wouldn't pay you. Um, moving into financial services, the pharma industry, both commercial side, as well as working with physicians in the global medical affairs and R&D space. Um, I spent some time in manufacturing, um, primarily in roles that range from like either HR or within the business, but all around that people development learning space. Um, And then later transitioned into telecommunications and entertainment. 
um, my career after I decided to step out on my own, because I believe, and we'll talk about this a little later, that doors start to open and patterns start to appear that lead you to a particular place in your journey. And this journey led me to starting my own firm where I moved into training and development and then later into career transition, coaching, executive coaching, and then academia. So you see, it's a very diverse um, background, but it's always been led by what interests me and my willingness to say, so why not? Yeah, that's, that's a pretty exciting career journey. And I'm sure when you stepped away from say, that full-time job into your own business, what was that like? How did that feel to you, Tandy? You know, so like sometimes things happen, happen to you in life. Um, and it actually, um, when I tell this story, it reminds me of uh, Tom and Jerry. Do you guys, do you remember Tom and Jerry? I do remember Tom yes, and Jerry. Yes. We're aging ourselves though. You do know I that, know, right? I know, I know. That's why I kind of was like, oh, do I really want to say this? But when I think about Tom and Jerry, there was one particular um, cartoon scene that stuck with me ever since I was a little child. And it was Tom was on the plank of a boat and Jerry was actually poking at him with a sword to make him jump off the plank. And he didn't want to jump. But then slowly the plank retracted into the boat and Tom fell into the water. And I just remember going, oh no, Tom is in the water. And then <laughs> it cuts to Tom is laying in a gondola little boat on this bench being fed grapes by three little girl cats. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, and I don't know why it stuck with me, but why does that take me back to the question on how I felt when I jumped out into um, my own businesses, there had been times in my life that I had gone through three career transitions. And that's just fancy words for you've been outsourced, offshored, mm. or your job has been eliminated. And a lot of people sometimes say, oh my gosh, like how did this happen to me? And I think back in my career, because you sit in HR and sometimes you're seen as not being as connected to the business, um, those things happen and instead of thinking about it as like oh i just got my first pair of jimmy choo shoes people take it as being oh my gosh like what happened what did i do and what i realized on my third go around as people kept telling me you should have your own business you should be a speaker you should be doing training and development for organizations you should be doing leadership development for for um smaller companies than what you were working for. I was just like, nah, I really enjoy it. Fast forward to this third time, um, I was offered a consulting position as a consultant for an organization that was working with a pharmaceutical company. And I just decided that, you know what, now is my time to actually do the things that um, I'm interested in doing. And a lot of people can't do that because they're not given the financial runway. And the thing that I think really struck me was I had only been with that organization about a year and a half and they provided me with almost a year's worth of severance mm. and career transition services, which is really unheard of when you're working in an organization for such a short amount of time. So it was in that moment, I made the decision to say, you know what, now is the time. So what I saw as being a plank retracting back into the boat actually was the place that propelled me into what I'm currently doing now and what I love. 
That's awesome. So you, you, you said something really important there is you're doing what you love. So this session is around finding your purpose. And this whole podcast is around leading on purpose and helping people align their career, their passion and their purpose to their career. So how do you define having purpose? How do you define that? You know, that is such a great question, because many people speak about this idea of purpose as a thing. And what I believe is that it's more of a being in concert with what I call your DNA life, which stands for destined, non-negotiable, authentic life. Mm -hmm. And for me, just like your DNA says everything about you, when you allow the process to unfold and not look at it as I've got to find my purpose, like I've got to get to Philadelphia, and you're really allowing yourself to become very aware of the things that make your heart sing, the things that make you um, excited, and as well as the things that you don't like, and allow it start to start to speak to you and start connecting those dots. You start to move closer and closer to your purpose because purpose and passion are so deeply connected, yet we step back into what we think we should be doing instead of being really in tune with what the world and what I believe is God is starting to show you as you move forward in your day-to-day -day career opportunities, as well as your just day-to-day -day life. Because we are collectively just one person that shows up in different areas and different arenas. So I have to have you repeat that again. You said it's your DNA and say that again. That was so okay. beautiful. <laughs> so my, what I say is that everybody has what I call a DNA life and it's destined, non-negotiable, authentic life. That's Meaning awesome. you have everything that you need. Just like our DNA tells us everything about who we are, how tall we are, what color our eyes. I believe that as a part of the life that we were given, that purpose stuff is kind of in our DNA and we just have to walk it out. We have to walk it out. It's a journey. It's not like getting to a specific destination or place. It's really about as Sixers fans who are still, I guess, trusting the process after this season, um, <laughs> it's really about leaning in and trusting that process. So that brings me to the next question. You said it's about kind of leaning into it. So walk us through how someone can identify their purpose. You know, since I believe that purpose is a process that's deeply connected to your passion and it's continuously unfolding, I say to people, think about what makes your heart sing. And they were, people will ask, well, what do you mean your heart sing? It's like, what are the things that you get that feeling inside? And we all know it when we experience it, that we're right in the middle of everything that gives us life and joy. And in that moment, money doesn't matter. Time doesn't matter. You just love doing it. Some people say it's singing. Some people say, you know, I just love helping people to learn. Some people say, you know what, I like challenging people's ideas. Some people say, I like creating things that haven't been created or uncovering, discovering, um, you know, new formulas for drugs. Whatever that thing that you can connect with that says, mm, I, it doesn't matter what I'm doing or who I'm doing it for, I do it every day, any day, is the beginning of you starting to tap into getting connected to that, um, 
that passion or purpose. I also think that you should be open to explore whatever comes across your path. When I say open, it's almost like as a new entrepreneur, you say yes to everything and then figure it out. Mm. Can you do that? Yes. And then like a little duck's feet kicking underneath the lake, you go off and you diligently figure out what it is that they wanted you to commit to. Now, you're going to do that within reason. I'm not saying you're going to tell somebody, yes, I can audit your books and you don't know accounting. Mm -hmm. But there's some things that you may not have all of the answers for, but you know that you can find the answers. So be open to exploring, you know, what comes across your path and have that, okay, why not? Why can't I? Why not? I'll just do it. Why not? Why wouldn't I do it? You know, and be approaching, be able to approach that and give yourself permission to continuously uncover that purpose through that why not. And, you know, you really have some good examples there around people, you know, what makes their heart sing, what they would do, even if they didn't get paid for it. And, and sometimes for a lot of people, there's a lot of things they love to do, but they can't necessarily say, make a living out of it. And I think that's what a lot of people are challenged with, you know, on a regular basis. What's your comment on that? There's tons of ways for people to make money, but there's also ways for you to make money in something that you believe in if you give yourself the mindset that anything is possible. And you're, I, I don't think you'll ever come up short when you tap into that space of why you were placed on this earth. If you were designed to go out there and impact people in leadership development around their purpose, then some people say the universe, I say God will make a way and provision. But you have to commit to that and say, this is what I can do. The minute you say, oh, I'm not going to make any money on it or I can't do it, that's exactly what you're going to have. There's times you just have to put yourself out there and make your intentions be known and trust that you have everything it takes to make it successful. Now, is that easy? No. Will there be bumps? Absolutely. Yet, people think it's an all or nothing. I've got to have a full-time job or I've got to quit my full-time job and start my business or start the thing I love. Sometimes it's a side hustle until you can pivot. It's my, oh, by the way, this is what I also do in addition to my day job. And it may start off what you perceive as small, but it can be hugely impactful. So think about a mosquito in your bedroom at night. It's small, but look at the impact it can have flying around, biting you through the night. So a lot of times when individuals say they can't make a living, my question is, who told you you couldn't? What data do you have that says you can't? What assumptions are you making? And a lot of times it's their own um, barriers that they're putting up around either a limiting belief or an interpretation that they have, or it may even go back to the little judge that they have in their head telling them why they're not fill in the blank enough. But again, when people are truly impassioned and when you talk to people who are entrepreneurs, they're just saying, you know, this is what I love doing. Um, for example, I just saw something on television today about a gentleman who pivoted during the pandemic where his job, he got laid off. He was in the um, restaurant business and he started making empanadas and he made some really good empanadas and his friends were like buying them and then sharing them. And next thing you know, he's now launching this empanada business 
sitting on a television talk show and they just gave him $5,000 to move into a corporate space. So if he can sell empanadas and make money, if somebody really wants to do something that they're passionate about and that they love and they know that's what they're called to do, um, the universe, God, will make a way. And also you think about it, it can also be, you know, in, in corporate America too, is saying yes to the jobs that make you Absolutely. happy and that are aligned to your purpose and passion and saying no to those that are not. So that's absolutely. that's absolutely a way as well. And you mentioned, you know, that sometimes there's bumps in the road. So what are some challenges that you have experienced in living your purpose and how have you overcome them? You know, I think that was an interesting question because I like to say, am in the process of still overcoming them. And one of the things that was really a struggle for me was ambiguity. And I always, I said to my sister, the unknown I can rush into because I know clearly what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know where I'm supposed to be doing it. I don't know exactly how it's going to come together. But if I'm really clear on what I'm supposed to be doing and not, um, and there's no ambiguity, I'm fine. But the minute ambiguity would come in, I would get into my analysis paralysis and start to think, well, what if, how about, if it's not right, which leads me to the second point with being um, ambiguity, is that need to be perfect. Like, oh, this is, I'm not going to do it because it's not perfect. It's not like um, what I want it to be. And realizing that nothing in the world is perfect and you put it out there and people will respond to it as they see fit. And the people who respond are the people who are ex that were expected to be to respond, meaning you're going to touch the people that you need to touch. Same thing in a job in a corporate environment, you know, joining that committee or asking to be a lead on that project. You don't have to have all of the skills you just have to be really good at what you do and knowing how to get the skills or who to connect with who does have those skills and then the third thing is judgment um ambiguity thinking i needed to be perfect and then judgment judgment around why i wasn't the right person to do it why i needed to do and be more versus showing up with the talents and gifts that i have and, you know, Tanji, I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there that can relate to what you just said. And earlier you, earlier you talked a little bit about, um, you know, what might get in the way of people pursuing their passion, those self-limiting beliefs. Can you expand on that a little bit more? And what advice would you give to individuals to help them identify their purpose? You know, li those limiting beliefs are things that are tied to what you think isn't true or possible, but you have no data at all that tells you that. You know, there's no data that says, you know, you're not going to be able to get someone interested in, in listening to your podcast or, or reading your blog. You have no data, but yet you believe that inside and you put your energy towards that. Um, some ways that people can really move past that space. I'm going to go back to this idea of letting go of judgment and letting go of judgment um, in some ways is like being the participant and observer in your own life. It's like realizing that there are, we're in a society that we look at things that are good and bad, right and wrong. 
and we create a dichotomy between good and bad, right and wrong, versus looking at them as saying, what is most beneficial or not as beneficial? You know, I can make choices and decisions that are beneficial for me or not beneficial, but we'll go into the good or bad and then start to beat ourselves down because, oh, I made a bad decision. Now, the other thing that falls into that idea of judgment is around this idea of making mistakes. I say this to people all the time. Can you make a mistake? I do all the time. <laughs> you do? Okay. So give me an example of you making a mistake. <laughs> oh, do you mean right now? Yeah. Any example of you making oh. a mistake? Um, geez. Uh, I actually, I, I dropped my smoothie this morning. <laughs> I was trying to get ready to work out. <laughs> okay. So you dropped your smoothie this morning. So you made that mistake or did you determine that in the process of you rushing to start to work out, you weren't attentive enough to the smoothie that was either in your hand or on the table? Yeah. Very true. So true. So really, it was a, a decision and choice, a decision that, you know what, I'm really not paying the kind of attention I should have been, or better yet, maybe I got up later, I decided to sleep in a little bit, and now I'm rushing, and I'm not paying attention. It's no different than when I say to people, you know, I use the example of making chili. My kids used to love chili, and there was certain chili powder I used. I go to the store, I, I choose a different chili powder because they're out of the chili powder that I use. I cook it. They say it's not good. It doesn't taste like the other chili. Did I make a mistake? No. I just made a choice given the information I had and that moment, and it was the best choice I could make. How much more free are people going to be now to just make a choice? To say, I'm going to gather all the information and data I have. And as Maya Angelou says, when I know better, I do better. So I'm going to do my best in this moment to make the choice that's going to move me in the direction that I want to go. And if it doesn't, then I'm either going to learn from it or I'm going to gain a perspective around what that choice can do to move me forward. And again, it's all about how you're viewing it and your perception. So no more mistakes, just choices. No more mistakes, choices. choices. And I'm telling you, choices, and it frees you. It's like I'm making, I'm, I know that I'm gifted and I'm talented. I'm just making a choice. And if that choice is coming from a positive place, if that choice is coming from uh, a whole place, then that's all you could give. But most people are afraid. I don't want to speak up in the meeting because I don't want to make a mistake. Yeah. So by not speaking up, you can't make a mistake. What you can say is, hey, this is what I understand to be true. And if it's not in alignment, then you learn something. And if it's not in alignment, you then say, hey, you know what? If that person right there has a better understanding, well, let me connect with them and see how I might get that better understanding to help me move where I want to go. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really, really good point, Tangie. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone put it quite that way that mistakes are really, or they're not mistakes, it's, it's choices. I really like that a lot. So Tangie, it's we're going to isn't it? It is. It's, it it, it definitely is. So I have to make sure I continue to do that the next time I make a mistake. Oh, <laughs> make a choice. So we're going to shift gears here for about 30 seconds. I'm going to ask you some fun questions. And I just want you to share the first thing that comes to mind, and then we're going to finish up with a couple of more questions. Okay, are you ready? Oh, oh my. Okay, here we go. 
Okay, what is your favorite song to sing when no one is looking? Oh, I am so not a music person. Um, oh, you got me. Uh, favorite songs when no one's Hello, Good Morning. Hello, Good Morning. Is that yeah, a, hello, hello. Yeah, it's with by P. Diddy, and I don't even know oh. who sings it. <laughs> you know, but I, I'll sing that when I get up. Okay. Hello, 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 good morning. <laughs> hello, <Okay>. hello. <laughs> nice. Okay. Okay, next question. If you could buy, if you could buy an island, where would it be? If I could buy an island, it probably would be somewhere near New Zealand, because New Zealand is my dream vacation. And one day I'm going to go to New Zealand and I want to be there for a month. Nice. So the closer the island, the closer I'm to New Zealand. I, I want to get there too. It's one of my, my bucket list places as well. Yeah. Well, maybe we can plan a trip when COVID calms down. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then my last fun question here, this is going to tell a lot about you, but who is your favorite Disney character and why? <laughs> My favorite Disney character would be, oh, wow. I haven't thought about Disney. My kids are so much older now. Um, you know what? I'm going to say Goofy only because my oldest daughter fell in love with the Goofy movie. And she would watch. It's funny now. She's 28. That's a great movie. And she knows the whole entire movie word verbatim and I will sit and watch her like just go through the whole um script sing the songs all the characters so I guess it would be the goofy movie because I guess we've seen it so many times oh nice nice <laughs> all right Tangie as we get ready to wrap up I have a couple of final questions for you so mm -hmm. share with the audience what are some practical ways that individuals can lean in and live with purpose okay um, first thing is you, I'm a believer that spiritual grounding is paramount when you're able to just be able to connect mind, body, and spirit. And sometimes it's difficult. I'm honestly, it's something that I have to work on continuously. Sometimes I'm not so good at it. Um, always be curious and have an explorer's heart, not just shut it off because you've never seen it before. It's never been done before. You've never, um, and you've never done it yourself. Just be really open. Um, shut down judgment on self first, because we are quick to judge ourselves before we will judge others, but also not to judge others, to always be open to what that possibility is. Get in tune with the physical feelings that come when you're doing something that you love. When you say, oh, wow, you know what? I feel amazing. What is it that you're doing? What are people saying that you're really good at? Or they'll talk to you and they'll say, you know what? Every time I talk with you, I get X. Or every time, you know, you say something, it makes me think about why. Start to collect those types of pieces of data and information, and then um, think about how you truly have served, want to serve, and are willing to serve people, because each one of us has our own purpose because it was placed in us to serve others. That is the reason for purpose. If it wasn't about serving others, then why would it be um, even 
important for us to spend time talking about or even leaning into. That's a Tanji, you have shared some amazing things with us today. And just as we close out this session, do you want to share any final comments with the listeners around finding your purpose? You know, the one thing that goes back to what I believe my purpose is, is to help people challenge their perspective. Because if you challenge your perspective, you can change your life. And remember, sometimes subtraction leaves room for addition. Nice. That's beautiful. Well, Tanji, this has been absolutely amazing. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for your time. I really uh, appreciate you joining the podcast today. You did an amazing job. I know I learned a whole lot from you. No more mistakes, just choices. That's just choices. If I don't remember anything else, I'm definitely taking that one away. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. It was such an honor to be here and so great chatting with you again. So thank you. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad. Thank you, Tandy. And I hope that you have inspired a lot of people out there that are listening. Okay. Awesome. You take care. Okay. Be blessed. Bye. Bye.